0: Well, welcome to The 116. I'm Greg Fish, your host. This is a podcast about living life higher, wider, closer, and deeper. We just give you all of that stuff. We want to make sure that your life is as full as it possibly can be. I also like to say we are the helium in the balloons of life, but we don't make you talk funny. We do that part. The 116 is a member of the Corbin Cast Network and is a special presentation of First United Methodist Church in downtown Peoria. And this podcast is produced and hosted by your true, yours truly, Greg Fish. Don't forget to like us and share us on social media that helps us to get the word of these podcasts out. And, uh, you know, if you can follow us... Uh, Subscribe like on YouTube, for example, that helps us get the word out. And it's absolutely free. And of course, we're available on all podcast platforms. You can go to Peoria1.com for more information and uh, to see all the other episodes as well. Well, it's back to school season. And questions abound. How is the pandemic going to affect back to school? And I I suspect that, especially in my conversations, already we're going to find there is still a lot to know. We don't have all of the answers yet, but we're going to try to find out what it looks like to go back to school, and also how you can be best prepared for your kids to go back to school or your grandkids. What can you uh, uh, learn about how to prepare your kids for school? And today's guest with me is Jeremy Garrett. And Jeremy, uh, it is a pleasure to have you. By the way, we're hoping we'll have some of the other principals with us as we go along. Uh, Please check back off. And Jeremy, tell us a little bit about where you are principal and uh, about what that... uh, uh, what that means for you?
1: Sure. As of well, first of all, thanks for having me here. Sure. July first, I started a new position for the first time in twenty twenty three years. Oh, I'm wow. now uh, the high school principal at Peoria Christian High School. Um, first twenty two years of my education career I was at Tremont um, okay. seven hundred two, and I was principal for there for their fifteen at the middle school, primarily a couple of years at the grade school also. But yeah, so pretty excited at Peoria Christian
0: now, and uh, looking forward to getting the year going. And what what is the difference between working at uh, Pure Christian Academy to uh, the public school system? Well, I don't I don't have the kids there
1: yet, but one obvious difference is that um, you know what we we pray a lot as a staff already. Mm-hmm. Um, we I mean, just if there's something going on in one of our lives, we'll just stop pray about it. Wow, um, and just every decision that we're making, it's based from a Christian perspective, and. Um, it's just that's just a lot different than the public school. Public schools obviously love kids; they they, they love each other. Sure, um, but there's just a little bit different perspective, obviously.
0: And and by the way, uh, Jeremy is also uh, one of the active participants here at Peoria First United Methodist Church in downtown Peoria, where we emanate from. So uh, we're already familiar with with Jeremy and uh, very involved in in the uh, I, I think probably principally missions. Missions, yes. Yeah. Yes. So uh, just. Just briefly, mm-hmm. how does what you do at the church and missions does that does that affect you as a principal? Does that color your work? How does it? Oh, oh,
1: definitely. Uh, my primary um, area in the missions team is the is the Czech steering uh, team. I'm the chair of that, and um, I think it was it was pre pandemic, uh, maybe two or three years ago. We actually had some uh, a connection from the Czech Republic, and we interacted, and he had uh, seven of his kids come to my school wow! for a couple of weeks. And um, it was just a great interaction. We were able to have them uh, come and um, those students were, were not necessarily Christian students. Um, I may or may not have made sure that they were staying with Christian families and training. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. But uh, it was just a great exchange. And it's, it's one of those where um, I do love missions. I can't wait till we can travel again and we can Get out and do those things, but for me, it's really just about making connections. I mean, I love just working with people. Obviously, that's why I'm in education. Sure, but, uh, sure. And missions is the same thing. It's basically just connecting with people. We have some missionaries coming in this weekend that I'm uh, helping with, and just very excited about that. So there's just always fun things going on with missions.
0: So as as we talk then about the the work that you are doing at the academy and uh, you guys, how similar will this be to the public school system? I mean, mm-hmm. do you guys interact on on things like, for example? Uh, Pandemic related policy. How, how, how interconnected is that?
1: Oh, it's still pretty connected. Um, I mean, obviously, we're all going to the same meetings. We're going to the same Tri-County Health Board meetings and we're meeting with other area principals. Um, there's a little bit more. Well, as of right now, there's a little bit more local control uh-huh. than there was um, earlier in the pandemic. So each each district is kind of making a little bit more of their own decisions as of right now. But, um, but yeah, we certainly always talk to each other. And um, for me, being in the area before, um, I, I was leading the, the Central Illinois Valley version of the Illinois Principals Association. Okay. So I do have a lot of connections with other, with other area administrators. And um, so yeah, we, we definitely work together quite a bit because it's a, it's a difficult job, and you um, mm-hmm. definitely need other people that you can, you can talk with
0: now Jeremy in regard to so many things we we've been having the conversation here that we are coming out of the pandemic and i think there's as much hopefulness in mm-hmm. that as anything else but is that the view of the public school and the and the private school system that we are now in a moving into a post academy uh, or excuse me post pandemic uh, atmosphere that's certainly the hope. Um
1: I was feeling a lot better about that a, <laughs> a few days ago. Uh-huh. But um but yes, actually, I mean that's what we're planning for at Pure Christian. We are kind of planning um for that. We've kind of updated several of our policies. Um but again, now the Delta variant is coming through, and um, I, I don't know how that's going to change things. Okay. Um, but but yes, we are definitely everyone is ready to be on the post pandemic side of this. There is there is no doubt about that.
0: And when when you mentioned that you were feeling a few uh, a few days ago, feeling better about mm-hmm. this, is the Delta variant what you're referring to there?
1: Yes, it is. The CDC just came out yesterday, and, and now they're recommending even vaccinated people. In uh, some indoor settings, wear masks. I don't know how that's going to trickle down through Illinois and through mm-hmm. local agencies, but um, we weren't thinking that even a week ago. We weren't we weren't thinking that because right. those guidelines weren't out there. So it's definitely like everything with the pandemic. It's a it's a constantly evolving thing, and um, I will say this: I think people have gotten much better at just accepting that we don't always know the answers or whatever mm-hmm. the answers we have. They could change because uh, I know we just did a, a parent email over the weekend, kind of updating a bunch of our things. And now, I mean, things potentially could change for us.
0: What is the best resource for parents to go to for parents who are saying, how, how can I keep up to date, up to the minute mm. as to what's going on in regards to my kids' education and the pandemic? What resources do you recommend
1: If you're a parent, you should be on your district's um, whatever communications they use. Um, Generally speaking, that's still email, websites. Um, I I can't think of a school district around that doesn't have a special COVID (laughs) section now on their website in Uh terms of COVID info. But, yeah, if you're not getting uh, emails, regular emails, even over the summer, I know superintendents have been emailing their – their families at least every couple weeks to update them. So I'd say if you're not getting those, go ahead and ask your school about it or certainly go on the website too.
0: So so for now, for the school system at large, both private and public, uh, it, it looks like we're, we're just planning towards everybody coming back and being present mm-hmm. in the buildings.
1: Yes, definitely. That is one thing that they have said is that remote learning um, will still be an option if you have a, a, a severe medical condition. And a uh, doctor's note that, that shows that. But uh, other than that, they're planning on full remote learning. And um, I, I think I think most people. Are, Did are you mean full, mo- full remote or full on-site learning? Full, full on-site. Yeah. So, yeah, sorry, full on-site. Um, yeah, for sure. If I said full remote, then, boy, who knows? Yeah, fully, on, now. fully on-site. Uh-huh. And um, looking forward to that because that is, it's stressful. I mean, it's stressful on teachers, stressful on parents, it's stressful on the kids. Um, when they're trying to do it remote and juggle all these different things. So um, we're hoping definitely to have a little bit more normalcy here in the fall.
0: Well, and of course, since this podcast emanates from First United Methodist Church, we're very much aware of the uh, ramifications when it comes to doing yeah. doing church stuff. And uh, uh, I, I have been a pastor in my former life. I, this has been a time I was really glad not to be... <laughs> a pastor but i've seen the stress that it puts on our leadership to make these decisions and you literally cannot please anybody it seems like well yeah you can, but but it's really difficult to please people because there are such strong polarized mm-hmm. uh, opinions on this thing uh are you guys feeling that in in administration
1: oh absolutely uh, i mean i think it always used to be that as a principal, you're going to have at least you know 5 or 10% of the people upset with you. Uh-huh. Um, now, during the pandemic, it's if you don't have at least 30 or 40% of the people <laughs> <laughs> upset with you, then wow. you're, you're probably doing something wrong. But, um, yeah, it's just one of those where, um, as administrators, you're just trying to make the best decision that you have with the information given. So far this year, it's been a little different, good and bad. Um, this year, we've had a little bit more autonomy to make our own decisions locally, which I love. But that, that does put a little more pressure on your board and your, on your administrators because um, it's no longer the state telling you this is what you're going to do. Now, you kind of have to, with freedom, which is freedom's great, but with freedom, you, you need to have more thought, you need to have more conversations, and you need to really plan out what you want to do. And knowing that you're not going to please everybody, but your job is to do what you think is absolutely best for the majority of the kids.
0: You know, it, it kind of amuses me when I hear people who dis- disagree with opinions say, you know, people do your research. And I'm always wondering, w- we, what research are you talking about? On the Internet? Yeah, yeah no. Uh, and usually it seems to mean, you know, look at the articles that I agree with online and that's the inter- that's the research. I uh, Just out of curiosity, as an educator, as, a, as somebody who really values mm-hmm. education and, and thinking um, uh, really critically about things, is there any form of uh, research a person can do to really learn more about being smart in in a in a COVID environment? Have you found anything? I
1: mean, for us, I mean, what we recommend. Cause I get that question from families. Is I always direct them to their family doctor. Okay, I'm like, I I mean, I'm still just a school administrator. I sure <laughs> I haven't sure studied any. I haven't studied any viral anything like that. So I mean, I still refer them to their family doctor first and foremost mm-hmm. because that's the person that you know what that's what they do. Um, obviously, as a school, we use the Illinois Department of Public Health. Um, we use the CDC a little bit, um, but as you said, the polarization. Even those organizations, I mean, there's a certain a percentage of people that are like, well, no, they're 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 not giving you the right information. So right. it definitely is difficult to get. Um, the information that is is unbiased and and maybe I don't even know if that's even a thing now. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, we're just—it's just so frustrating. So let's let's kind of transition a little bit now, and let's uh, talk to the parent. Uh, who may have a, a child going to school for the first time, especially in kindergarten or first grade. As far as, as Peoria Christian Academy is concerned, what should the parent expect? What does that look like for a new parent? How do you prepare your child for uh, the first school experience?
1: Sure. Boy, and that, and that could be a full range of things because there's some kids that, man, they are so excited about getting to school that they, they can't wait. They've been dreaming about school uh-huh. for a long time, and they're excited. Those kids, you know what? They're going to probably transition. They're going to do. They're going to do great. Um, pay attention to what the school's sending home, all that type of stuff. Uh-huh. Um, but I mean, really, for the kids that are struggling, for the kids, because some kids, you know what? That is a really, really hard transition to go from whatever you're at before to a half day or most likely full day.
0: School and you
1: know what? Then you just have to work with them as best you can. You have to kind of talk to your kid. You have to try to um, kind of really understand and kind of validate whatever their feelings are. Um, I think sometimes we're just like, hey, you just have to go to school. Just suck it up and go. (laughs) And it's like, well, I mean, you know what? I mean, if a kid is truly scared about school and being apart from family, I mean, just just try to try to talk him through that. I'm sure your school, if you would call them. And say, hey, can Jimmy come in and tour the school and meet the teacher? They're they're going to do that. I mean, especially for first time like kindergartners, um, usually those meet the teacher nights are all going to be before the school year happens anyway. On intentionally, just because they want to make sure that that you know, okay, here's this is what door I go in. Here's where I'm going to sit. Here's where I put my stuff. I've met the teacher. Mm-hmm. Maybe I've I've met one or two friends. Um, I think that's as very important as you're as you're new. Really, just to kind of read how your kid how your kid handles it. Because one thing about it, all, all kids handle things differently. <laughs> and sure, like I said, you have sure. some kids, especially if they have an older sibling that's already in school, some of them are just, man, they are just, they can't wait
0: to get to school. Mm-hmm. Then
1: there's mm-hmm. certainly some of those that it's it's a little bit more of a challenge.
0: Sure. When you go into the, the stores then to prepare your kids, especially the big stores, there are these aisle crates just full of items that, you know, like a box of crayons for mm-hmm. 10 cents and a package of pencils for a dollar. So how, how do the parents know what not to waste their money on sure. and what they actually need? How can they find out the supplies they need for their kids?
1: Yeah, if, if your school probably will email that supply list to you, or at least in, um, I mean, I guess I would assume so. If not, again, go to your school's website. They will have that. And I know like the big stores, like the Walmarts, Targets, that stuff mm-hmm. like that, they'll even have the list there sure. for uh, schools. Um, just because a lot of schools go ahead and share those with those with those uh, big department stores. So um, th- certainly there's certainly opportunities for that. And if you can't get it again, contact the school, w- certainly we'll get you a list. We don't, <laughs> we definitely want, don't want anyone to uh, to not know what supplies they need.
0: On, on top of that, I'm wondering, does, does Christian, uh, does P.O.R.A. Christian Academy have uh, a dress standard for the kids?
1: Oh yes, definitely. There is, and that that is a communicated home also, um, actually when they enroll for that, that they, they, they get all that information. It's in our handbook. We're going to go over it again mm-hmm. <laughs> with all of our preschool things again, just to make sure that they know what they have. I mean, basically at Purity Christian, you just need to have your outer layer of your, whatever you wear on the outside needs to have a the Purity Christian logo on there. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, no, there's definitely, uh, that stuff will definitely be communicated to you.
0: Very good. All right. So then as uh, the the parent is preparing their child emotionally for school, and you've talked about some kids are really glad to go. Um, what, you know, I think probably the difficulty is we parents tend to take our own experiences and apply them whether they are actually relevant to today's school environment or not. Do you have any good advice for a parent who's trying to prepare a child emotionally, especially if the child is dealing with issues of fear or uncertainty when it comes to going back to school?
1: Oh, yeah. there. I mean, I guess the thing I think of is there's just a couple good books out there. I mean, I know that there's... Um, like a Berenstein Bears book that kind of mm. talks you through that first uh, those first days. Um, there's I, there's another book too that I read to my oldest daughter before she went, and, I, and the name of it's escaping me now. But um, but yeah, th- but definitely there's books out there that if you Google "Hey books for preparing your kid for school," okay, and those kind of help a little bit because it kind of gets them into a, a character that your kid probably already knows, and it just kind of shows them going through it, and um, and that helps. And um, I think also if you have like a cousin or a friend or something like that whose kid was maybe a year older and went through it, you know, I mean, have them. Sometimes kids are the best resources because, you know, we're parents and we don't always know. But, uh, but yeah, there's there's definitely things you want to do for sure to, to help your kid out.
0: You know, when, when I think back to uh, my, my own experiences with, with school, uh, I remember Mr. Wallace, who was the principal of the elementary school that I went to and, and he was like I'm sure you are a principle that all the kids loved. Right? <laughs> uh, we'll just kind of since Maybe I not all. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, and probably not in his case. But it, but I remember an, an instance with him when. Um, uh, one of the other kids was calling me names. Imagine that in school. And uh, I saw Mr. Wallace coming down and I decided I was going to go and say something to, mm-hmm. to Mr. Wallace and mm-hmm. told him the kids calling me names. And I, I'll never forget his response to him. He said, well, you tell him that you are my friend. Mm-hmm. And when he calls you that name, he's calling me that as mm-hmm. well, because none of the kids wanted to call Mr. Wallace uh, <laughs> sure. a name. Sure. Uh, what are some of the, it just has obviously a lasting impression on my life. Mm-hmm. When you as a principal interact with, with a child, what is it that guides you? What are the principles that guide you as a principal in, in dealing with children and, and sure. interacting with them?
1: I think, first of all, you just have to make sure you're listening to them. Um, in my experience, probably 75% of the time, a kid just wants to be listened to. Mm. They just want to know that there is an adult who, is, who cares about them, Is going to listen to them um my experience at the middle school i mean that a lot of times the kid already kind of knew what they should do for mm-hmm. it but they just wanted to talk it out and, and validate it and get it out there so i think a lot of time it's just it's being empathetic it's um it's just being a good listener it's giving them strategies if if they ask i mean like i said sometimes kids especially when they get the older they get, they, they know, they kind of know what they need to do, Uh but uh, but sometimes they just need to kind of talk it out. And then sometimes they will say, you know what? And then the tears will start flowing. And, you know, Mr. Garrett, I tried that. What about, you know, what else can I do? And then, you know what, you work through that specific situation. Most likely, you know, the kid on the other side, who's, who's calling them the names too. you know, what's going on with them. So you can kind of just in the moment, kind of, kind of work out that dynamic and, and help it along.
0: So I would have to think that it's really rewarding for you as an as an educator to know that you're going to be a part of these kids' life probably for the rest of their life. They're always going to remember you, hopefully, fondly. That must be one of the really rewarding things about what you do.
1: Oh, there, there's, there, there's no doubt. And I've been doing this job long enough now that I've really had, and it's truly a joy, so I don't say that lightly, of hiring some of my ex-students. Oh, wow. And there's nothing... Wow. Um, it's just one of the coolest things when you ha- you saw that kid when they were in sixth seventh grade, and now you see them as an adult, and uh, you've seen how they're doing great. You, you bring them on, and it's as a staff member. And uh, I think I've hired now, maybe gosh, it's probably been maybe five, I think five. <laughs> if I say if I say five, I, I won't name names so that way. They won't know who I'm forgetting. <laughs> but um, but yeah, that's it, it, definitely a joy, and it's it is so cool just when you're just out and about and you see people. and They're like, hey, Mr. Garrett, how you doing? And and uh, sometimes I recognize them, sometimes I don't. I always act like I do, though. But, um, but it is. It is definitely one of, well, it's one of the reasons why you get into it is because you, you do want to make a difference in sure. people's lives.
0: You know, we've been thinking about preparing your kids for school, perhaps the, the last question I should ask in regards to preparation is how do parents prepare for school? What, what, especially since you can speak from the experience of Peoria Christian Academy, what can the parent expect? What responsibilities are going to be upon them as a parent of this child, especially in the, the current environment? What would you tell the parents to help them prepare themselves for, what, uh, for sending their kids back to school in the environment we're in these days?
1: Um, we definitely think it's a partnership. I mean, the parent is still the primary authority in their kid's life. Um, so we definitely, we, we remind them of that. When I have new student interviews at Pura Christian, we remind them that, hey, we're partnering with you. Um, so, I mean, it's it's still, it's your kid. So, I mean, but schools do ask a lot nowadays of parents. Uh, there's no doubt about that. I think um, I think good schools ask a lot from their parents just because you know what there is there's a lot of hey we need these supplies can you bring this in hey we're doing this project does anybody have this or hey we need 3 bucks for this thing here so uh, it truly is a partnership i mean a good education should be not just you drop your kid off at the door and you know let school take care of them <laughs> do whatever you, fix them do whatever you can i'll pick them up at the end of the day uh, that's just not a good education uh, that's that's not how that's not how education should be it truly should be a partnership, and I, and I'm guilty of this. Parents, we are busy. We are busy people. Um, we want the school sometimes just to just just do what you have to do. <laughs> Quit asking me for help. <laughs> um, but um, it it truly is, and it's helped me as a parent um, kind of slow down. Because I'm not going to lie, there's sometimes I get emails from the school. and I'm like, oh, you got to be kidding me. I <laughs> find this or that, but yeah. but yeah. I, I do try to remind myself that you know what. The, The teacher is trying to do the best they can. They are trying to give that kid the best possible education, the best possible experiences, the best memories that they can. And you know what? Just like most things in life, that requires work. Sure. That requires dedication. So um, as as new parents, just be prepared. You may think, oh, gosh, I've got some more free time because the kid's gone. Nope, <laughs> there's still going to be a lot of stuff that uh, that you're going to be doing, and and uh-huh. if you're if your kids in a good school, and there's so many good schools in Central Illinois, there really right. is, um, they're they're going to be asking a lot from you as a school. So um, sure. work with them, partner with them, and uh, that will ensure a great experience.
0: Hey, let's wrap this up by thinking about uh, health related issues. Once again, we began talking about mm-hmm. uh, the COVID environment. Let's kind of. Bring it around. Uh, and, and this goes well beyond the pandemic. But as far as uh, what the kids are going to need health wise when they're coming back to school, tell us just briefly what your expectations are of students as far as their vaccinations oh, shots. Yeah. And and then kind of touch on any expectations COVID related.
1: Um, in terms of state vaccinations, um, there are certain grades that you need certain things. Um, I don't even want to say exactly which ones there sure, are, sure. But, but there are. So make sure your school most likely communicate that with you. Um, cause there is an exclusion date as I think it's October 15th every year that you have to have those vaccinations or whatever you need. Um, and as a principal, I hate that day because mm. obviously we don't want to exclude anybody, right. but uh, definitely and the school will definitely communicate with you on that for sure. So, um, definitely make sure those are taken care of. As of today, um, COVID vaccine for those 12 and over is not required. So um, that is not something that you have to have as a, as a, I guess it'd be upper middle school student or high school student. So um, so that's not one you have to have. But uh, and in terms of masks, right now, it's going to be kind of each district is kind of doing what they are doing. But again, that, that could change again also.
0: That's interesting. So so basically, just so we understand this, uh, what you're telling parents is uh, you're responsible for your kids' health in regards to the the COVID vaccination. That's a a decision that is made within family settings. Yes.
1: Yeah. The COVID vaccination, I don't, well, I mean, I guess unless something's changed, I don't know of any public school or or private school like us that is requiring um, those 12 and over to get that.
0: Okay. And then they, they don't need masks, even if they don't have the vaccination. That won't be asked of them, I assume.
1: Um, well, actually, today, Peoria 150 said, yes, the kids okay. are going to be in masks. Um, oh, okay. But um, as of right now, today, <laughs> um, at Peoria Christian, no, they're, they're optional. Okay. So, uh, again, that's really, right now, that's been a local decision. Again, the state could come in at any time and, and change that.
0: So as we wrap things up, let's run down again the resources for everybody, and we will include these in the show notes for you with links and that sort of thing. But uh, uh, give us the uh, you, I, we know the schools communicate mm-hmm. individually with families. Yeah. Are there any other resources within our community, and especially in regards to Peoria Christian Academy, mm-hmm. that you say you know keep keep this on your uh, your a list of communication? Oh sources?
1: yeah, I mean Christian dot org really good website has a lot of information. I know when I was researching um, whether or not to apply for the job. I was able to get a lot of information from Mm. that, from that website. So yeah, definitely go to there. Um, Central Illinois is a pretty tight knit community too. You talk to people, talk to your, talk to your network. Um, seems like everybody has opinions on schools, so I'm sure, sure that they will be able to get you information uh-huh. from, from there also.
0: Fantastic. Well, Jeremy, thank you so very much for being my guest today, and best luck to you in the new school year. Uh, blessings for health and wellness for you and the teachers and the students at, at your school.
1: And could, would you mind if I end to just kind of, just kind of pray for all Central Illinois students? That would be awesome.
0: Okay. Do that, please.
1: Lord, I just thank you. I thank you for this time. I thank you for these these new beginnings here we're going to have in the fall. I thank you for just all of the, the the kids that will be going to our schools, Lord, the public schools, the private schools, Lord. You love them all. You love all of us, Lord. Be with them. Help them, Lord. Be Let them feel your presence. Let them feel your your guidance as they go through. For all those that are new to school, Lord, help them if they're anxious, Lord. Be with the parents and um just, just give them the confidence that they're not just sending their kid off and um, into the unknown, Lord. But, uh, but you know every hair on their head, and you'll watch over them. You'll care for them, Lord. We pray for the educators, Lord. We pray. We know some are uh, are probably nervous about going back in, in COVID different protocols, Lord. And uh, we just pray that you would just ease them, Lord, and uh, just give us all the passion for for your kids, Lord, because they're they're all your kids, Lord. Mm-hmm. And we just give up this school year to you in your precious name. Amen. Amen.
0: And I, I will say this to our listeners out there. Uh, we are in the process of working towards having some of the public school, at least one of the public school principals uh, on this program. We're finding that's a little bit more difficult to do uh, for some reason, but we're stay tuned because you'll see here, especially if you follow us on your favorite podcasting platform or on YouTube, that uh, uh, if we have further programs available, you can also look us up on uh, peoria1.com for more information, and you can leave messages for us there and even pass along questions if you would like to if you go to our contact page it's peoria1.com for more information and to leave us a message well that does it for today's edition for this edition I should say of the 116 a podcast about living life higher, wider, closer and deeper we're a member of the Corbin Cast Network and this is a special presentation of First United Methodist Church in downtown Peoria and this podcast is produced and hosted by yours truly Greg Fish so glad to have you along for this episode and we'll be talking with you again soon